I wonder what kind of make sure statements you've made recently. I, I was thinking about this, uh, particularly in light of a scripture I'm going to share with you, but there are these times when I'm giving instructions to someone and I want to really emphasize the point and I'll say, make sure. For example, we went on a trip recently and we gave access to our home to um, our daughter and her family. And as we were preparing to leave, I made a series of make sure statements. I said, you know, make sure the doors are locked when you leave. Would you make sure that you water the flowers? Make sure that if you use the stove that you've checked and be sure it's turned off. Now, just yesterday, our youngest daughter had been visiting with us from North Carolina, and she made her journey home. And before she left, I took care of a few things, made sure that she uh, had a new oil change and had her car washed, and I vacuumed it out. I've always liked to go on a trip in a new car, I don't know why, or in a clean car at the very least. And before she left, I said, make sure you call us when you get home. These make sure statements, they have kind of an emphasis to them. They're wanting the person listening to pay particular attention because there are consequences that come on the other side. And so it's our way of saying, hey, I want you to really hear what it is that I'm saying here. And it would really mean a great deal to me and in the end to you possibly that you would be attentive to whatever it is that I'm suggesting in my make sure statements. Have you made any of those recently? Just think about it for a moment. Maybe there's something you wanted to emphasize with another person and you began the conversation with the words, make sure. Well, what brought this up to me was reading through scripture and I come to Paul's letter in 1 Thessalonians and I'm going through chapter 5 and I come upon 515. Now, now I need to tell you that 1 Thessalonians 5.16, well, that's, that's one of those scriptures that most of us really pay attention to, and we've heard it many, many times. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I know this one, and I've heard this one, and I've probably preached on this one. I may have even done a podcast around that text. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. But what about 1 Thessalonians 5, 15? In that particular passage, Paul begins with those words that I'm talking about. He says, make sure. Be diligent. Pay attention. Don't let this pass you by. And this is where he goes. He says, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Make sure. 
And the first thing he says is, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. You know, there's an emphasis that seems to be happening in our culture, particularly among some politicians, that if I perceive that someone has done me wrong, I'm going to do them wrong. If they've said something about me that is disparaging, I am going to say something more disparaging about them. I wonder what this is teaching our our children and our teenagers when we see so much emphasis on payback because of what you did, I'm going to do. But yet the Apostle Paul, he goes against that and he says, don't do that. Make sure that if someone wrongs you, that you don't turn and wrong them in return. You see, this gets back to something I've mentioned before that comes from the writings of Miroslav Volf, that it takes two acts of evil for evil to win the day. And so if somebody does me wrong, and then I do them wrong, Evil's gained a strong hand, but if someone does me wrong and I don't respond in kind, evil loses its power. But I want you to recognize that Paul knows here that if we pay back wrong for wrong, it creates chaos. It creates ground for the evil one. There's nothing good about it. And so he says, make sure. Don't do that. Now, right now, there may be somebody in my life, maybe someone in your life that to some small or large degree hasn't treated us appropriately. And maybe there's this desire on our part to in some way create a bit of payback. But Paul wants us to be sure here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15, make sure, pay attention, listen to this. Don't pay back wrong for wrong. But that's not all what he says. He then goes on to say, make sure you strive to do what is good. Now, I was wondering about this word strive, and I went to look it up and what it meant in the original Greek, which people often do. And what I was interested in is that this notion of striving is almost as if you're, you're pursuing, you're running after, you're chasing. And what Paul is saying here is chase after doing what is good. Strive for it. Put some effort behind it. Maybe it's going to cost you a little bit in time, in energy, in humility, in generosity. But this is another make sure. Make sure you strive to do what is good. He's saying that every single day we should invest ourselves in the virtues and values of the kingdom of God. I know we've talked about this before. It's the whole idea of investing in the kingdom of God. Do a good deed. 
Show an act of kindness. Be, be generous to someone else. This is the whole idea that is coming here when we talk about the, the, the notion of our response and our willingness to chase after, to strive after, to press in to doing something good. Now, Paul doesn't end there. He then talks about the audience. And he says this, these make sure statements, this, this issue of not paying back wrong for wrong and striving to do something good. Remember that it's something important right in the context of your own Christian community, your small group, your church. It's so easy for people in the church to take offense with one another and to distance from one another. But what Paul is saying is, please, make sure that with one another, you don't pay back wrong for wrong. And you do work at doing something good. Chase after it. Work at it. Pursue it. But then he goes a step further. He says, not only do this for one another, but do it for everyone else also. Strive to do something good with with just everyone. It's not only for the people that are part of our family, and it's not only for those that maybe have hurt us, but every single day, in every way, we have an opportunity to say a good word, to do a good deed, to try to make a difference in people's lives. And I'm just challenged by the fact that Paul starts this verse with that phrase, make sure, pay attention to this. It's so easy for me to get preoccupied with all the things that are on my mind and all my tasks. But can I step back for even just a few moments to consider the broader community and how some way I might do as Jesus said, let my light shine. Do a good deed in order that people can see the glory of the kingdom of God. There is so much happening in our world, a lot happening here in the States, that is filled with vitriol and division and opposition and anger. And there are so many people that are experiencing despair and heartache and loss. The one thing we as Christians do not need to do is contribute to all of that, but we need to do that which plants seeds of compassion and love and care, and we need to make sure that this is part of the way we are responding in the world. Okay, it's true. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 is a key verse about rejoicing and praying and giving thanks in all circumstances. But maybe today, just for a little bit, we need to reconsider verse 15. 
as if Paul is sending us on a journey and that the last thing he says to us now, as you go through this day, make sure, pay attention, be diligent. Don't pay back wrong for wrong. Strive to do what is good. Pursue it. Run after it. Do that for one another and also do it for everyone else. You know, I am absolutely confident that if you do that, it's going to affect your own level of joy. But it will also bring more joy into this world. And isn't that what being a follower of Christ is all about? Thank you.